If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Officially the most prolific show on Radio Free Brooklyn. By volume. You know why that? That's right. I said prolific. Yeah. I didn't say best. No. I didn't say most listened to. No. But we got the most episodes. We have the most episodes. That's right. And you, you know what triggered the realization that we are the most prolific show on Radio Free Brooklyn. Tell me about it. This is our 200th episode. This is our 200th episode. Episode, episode, episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we spend so much money on the effects. Yeah. Effects. Yeah. Yeah, and that's about all we're... That's about all we're doing for it. Yeah. That's that that's, that was the extent of the specialness of our 200th episode. Yep, there's your fireworks display. <laughs> if you came for the show, you show, can leave. Show, show, show. <laughs> uh yeah. This is the show where I Josh Rubin and I Noel Deneen have come to you 200 times. 200 over a 4-year period. Yes. And, uh, more if you count more. the episodes we threw in the garbage. That's true. 203. Yeah. I think. Oh, should have been more. <laughs> <laughs> that we threw in the garbage? Yeah. Yeah. We should really be at about 110. <laughs> um, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin, I know come together once a week for what seems like forever. For, uh, <laughs> To come up with yet more ideas on how to get incredibly rich off of a single topic. Yeah. How we still have topics is beyond me. Yeah. We're really going to be dragging to the bottom of the barrel soon. It's going to be things like turkey loaf. Oh, that'd be a good oh, one. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drawers. Yeah. Drawers would be good. Yeah. Oh, uh, you see, he's already, his, 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 the wheels are spinning. They're folks. spinning, guys. Um. <coughs> Yeah, we come up, uh, what did I say? Yeah, I said everything there. We don't ask for any money up front from you guys. We don't charge for this service, and it is a service we provide. A very important service. Entrepreneurship is alive and well in this country. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say. The UN wants to sponsor us. We're we're, uh, open. You're open. We're open for business. You are open for business. It's gay pride. You are open for it business, is. my friend. Let's do it. You're going to be hitting the streets, Let's making that money. Hey. Shaking that ass. Got to thrive to survive, my man. Got to do it. You got to do it. Uh, we don't ask for any money up front. No. Uh, in fact, we want you to take our ideas. We want you to get stinking rich. We want you to live your best life. And when you are stinking rich and you can't live your best life, I don't care what the blogs say, what Goop says, you clearly can't live your best life without shit tons of money. Yeah. So you can afford the $350 Jade Yoni egg. Yeah. So you can afford to have the private chef make you kale salads every goddamn day. Yeah. So you can afford... 
to go on vacation to the Goop Spa yeah. in sunny Southern California and get $800 facials and $1,500 body scrubs. Yep. You need that money mm-hmm. to live a happy life is what I'm saying. So when you're living that happy life, when you're gooping it up, mm-hmm. then and only then do we think that you probably should maybe give us a little taste. Yeah. We're not asking for 50%. We're not asking for 40%. Mm-hmm. No, you're not only getting the lion's share of the money, you're getting 90% of the money. What are we asking for, Noel? <laughs> As you alluded to with those percentages there, uh, after you're rich, after you're covered in goop, after you've gotten your facial, gotten your body scrub, you think, hey, I didn't get here on my own. No, there's those guys who keep doing episodes so many episodes, a few more than they should have done. <laughs> they just don't <laughs> stop. And they're Sisyphus of the financial world. Uh, and I should pay them back. I should give them 10% of everything I've made. Tithe them, as they say, in the church. You know, Sisyphus was a real problem back in Victorian era. Really? Yeah, all the men had Sisyphus from the <laughs> prostitutes. And their noses fell off. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what you do, guys. You give us 10%. Uh-huh. You tithe us. Of your nose after it falls 10% off. 10% of your nose, 10% of your fortune. You decide. Yep, that's it. So anyway, Noel, yeah. on this momentous occasion. It is. It's a biggie. 200 episodes. Uh-huh. The first show on Radio Free Brooklyn to hit 200 episodes. I would imagine that's true, right? I don't know that for a fact. but Brooklyn Bandstand, uh, I'm sure, has. Because that show is five times a week. Oh, all right. The first talk show. Yeah. The first other than that show. Other than <laughs> the, the second. Well, that's nobody's show. Oh, okay. Right? Different people cover it, right. and it's just something that runs. But how many times have they replayed it because they couldn't get a host? Oh, there you go. Probably well, one ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, 200 new episodes. We came man. on halfway through the first season, and yeah. and we're still <clears throat> the first to hit the 200. Yeah. I'd say we're pretty impressive. I'm pretty impressive. Why are you pretty impressive? Because maybe you're pretty impressed with me. What? <laughs> this show this is, is the witty banner that we have honed <laughs> over 200 episodes, guys. I know you guys really listen for the interactions. <laughs> Between Noah and I, uh, and I don't blame you. No, it's uh, it's engrossing stuff. It's gross. <laughs> wow, <laughs> and the dad jokes fly. Yeah, um, it really is dad joke time. That shirt you're wearing is a hundred percent dad joke shirt. What do you mean? This is the shirt that dads wear to the barbecue on Fourth of July. Okay, orange, white, baby blue. Stripes with uh, thin stripes uh, split with navy stripes in between all of them. Yeah. All going, uh, that's not horizontally, that's, uh, what the hell is that? Vertical. Vertically. All going vertically. Yeah. Making him look much fatter than he actually (laughs) is. And it's a polo. Everything is vertical now. Is Is that the look? Is that the thing? Apparently. Apparently. 
I guess because all these tech guys are sort of emaciated, unhealthy guys. I guess. Like, they, they have, for some reason, they are all super skinny, but they eat nothing but crap. Yeah. And they don't do much in terms of exercise, but they just want to look broader. Yeah. So they wear... Uh, Vertical striped shirt. I, I buy a few shirts every summer usually, and I skipped a couple summers basically. Mm-hmm. So this summer I had to kind of stock up on things. Uh huh. It's all vertical stripes. I, I'm primarily, I'm sure you will vouch for this, a plaid guy. Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> apparently not anymore. The world <laughs> has moved on without me. They really have. <laughs> Although if you go to, I bet if you go to like Old Navy, yeah, you can find lots of plaids. I, I just go to one place. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised you're not more like uh, 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 Einstein. Why? In that you just buy the same oh, I do. pants and shirt. And oh, you I just have like 30 sets of the same outfit. I do. They just come in different designs. Well, then that's not the same thing. It is. It's the same shirt. I, I, I am like that. Okay. I, there's a, there's a, yeah. I'm incredibly like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, no. Anyway, I have literally, honestly, not seen you literally in a whole week. In a week, I, I do need to add. Yes, I'm just going to add this because this is going to drop on Saturday. Yeah, and this weekend is Gay Pride. Yep. in New York City, and it's crazy here. Yes. Kicked off, it's it's the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. Yes. It's Gay Pride and World Pride happening simultaneously in New York. They're expecting 4 million people. What's World Pride? World Pride is a world gay pride festival okay. ha- and parade that happens in a different city every year. Oh, okay. And this year, right. in celebration of uh, the 50th anniversary of Stonewall, mm-hmm. Which kicked off the gay pride movement, yeah, or it's you know considered the kickoff it to the would, gay pride movement. It was, movement. it was. Well, there have been, uh, there were actually other uprisings. There was an, uh, a bit of an uprising, a similar uprising in San Francisco in a coffee shop, yes. that the trans community and gay community frequented, in the same line, in along the same lines as uh, uh, Stonewall. Well, sure, but it didn't have the same uh, resounding effect that happened before Stonewall. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that no one's ever stood up and said, "Hey, treat me like a human." But, you shouldn't, but. This one coalesced yes. and became the organizations that right. continued on and became the parade that happened every year. Sure. So there is a difference. I'm not saying no props to anyone else. but I think the people that were part of the San Francisco one would uh, are a little bitter about it. Are they? Yeah. I, I, they, they really feel like their place in history has been forgotten. Well, hey. So I'm just know. bringing it up for them. Okay. And you clearly want to just bury them under the ash heap of history. I, all for them. C- clearly you're not. But the You don't want to give them their due is what's going on here. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> you just be another piece of shit human being yeah. that shits all over these people who had been shit on their entire lives. Yeah. You're a good guy, Noel. Yeah. Nice job. Well. Anyway, anyway, guys. So it's Pride Weekend here. Yeah, uh, you know, I feel like we have to mention it. One of our early, I think, our second show. Yeah, was a Pride Weekend show. Yeah, it was. And I told a story that was used against me <laughs> in a court of law. In a court, of, well, in a in a in a mediation of law. Yeah, it was. Yep. 
Uh, Come a long way, baby. That's right. We really have. Um. Anyway, Noel. Anyway, you know that I didn't. I, well, I think I don't. I don't think I mentioned. They're expecting four million people here. Really? Four million people to come here for Pride this weekend. <sighs> that's why they started. That's why they changed the whole route. Uh-huh. They're doing it like starting at 26th Street, going down Fifth Avenue. Yeah. It's only going to be on Christopher Street for like two blocks. Uh-huh. And then going back uptown and then heading, uh, I think, east. It doesn't end I, down here this no, year? It's going, no. It, it turns around and goes back up to 23rd Street. And then it goes to the, to the pier's from 23rd Street. How does it not end downtown? Because the streets are too small. The streets are too narrow for the amount of people that they're going to be dealing with. It's going to be... I think it's a very smart thing they're doing. It's a corporate takeover. They're all going to end at Macy's and McDonald's. They're going to they're gonna walk... I think they're walking past Stonewall. Uh-huh. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go down Christopher Street to past Stonewall and then take a right on like 7th Avenue or something. Okay. I think that's what it's doing. And there are two parades. There's right. going to be one parade in the morning, which is going to be the World Parade. Okay. And then right at, and then uh, like an hour after that is going to be the New York Parade. Same route? I think so, yeah. So it's just kind of going to be one long parade. Essentially. Yeah. I think there'll be a bit of a break, but, you know, these things never run as they're meant to. Sure. Um, anyway, Noel. Anyway. How you doing? I'm How's doing all right. Been? It's been pretty good. Um so I was thinking about something, <laughs> as I want to do before the show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like literally right before. Like the right show. before uh-huh. when we're talking beforehand. Uh-huh. You got something? No. Do you have something? I guess I'll come up with something. Uh, and um, my dentist uh-huh. had a, used to have a different dental hygienist. Uh huh. And I went. This is quite a long time ago. Uh-huh. Because uh, Monday, Monday's 18 years of me in New York City, as well as being Canada Day. Wow. And Gay Pride. You're hitting on all cylinders. All cylinders, guys. Uh-huh. Uh, but this 200th is- 200th show. 200th show. Basically, our four-year anniversary doing the show. Four-year anniversary. Your 18th year anniversary Eight- in my, New York City. My New York City sojourn can now vote. Uh-huh. Or go to war. Or both. Or both. Vote to go to war. Vote to go to war. Um, What was the other one? Uh, Pride, right, Canada Day. Pride and Canada Day. Yeah. It's like, you're, man, you you should play the lotto. When it rains, it pours, guys. You should play the lotto, I my should. friend. Um, so, uh, so not long. I've been at the same dentist the whole time I've been here. And not too long after I started uh, at this dentist... I went to the dentist, and there was a new hygienist, uh, and who was very much of a gothy woman. Mm-hmm. And as she cleaned my teeth, and you were very much not a gothy man. I am very much not a gothy man, especially at that time. You looked it, like a cop. I had a flat top, <laughs> which I had for eighteen years. Uh huh. Eighteen. It's all about the number eighteen. I clearly think you need to play the lotto. Uh, and uh, while she's cleaning my teeth. She's just like gazing into my eyes and I'm like, something's going on here to the point where afterwards I'm like, I, I kind of ask her out or something, obviously. So I'm like, yeah, you know, what did you, you know, if you want to come, we're talking afterwards. I'm like, if you want to come to the show or something. Uh-huh. So she comes to a show. Long story short, we end up bra- 
dating briefly. Uh-huh. Um, and as soon as it all began, uh, she became very into it very quickly. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to the point where, like, you know, our fourth date, she's trying to make plans a year and a half down the line. Wow. And things like that. Um, and she just became... it. More oddness kept coming out about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she uh, she was a really good artist, um, visual artist. Uh, mm-hmm. But she also was a pen pal of uh, Charles Manson mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the stuff like that. And eventually I was just like, I can't. I can't do this. Uh, and finally not... 18 years later, it's finally stopped, but for years, years and years, going back to the dentist, she she left mm-hmm. after that. By the time I went back to the dentist next time, she wasn't around. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Were you going every six months? Six months, yeah. Um, and uh, how'd you break up with her? I just like I, I don't I don't know if this is working out. We'd only gone out like. Uh huh. You know, ten times or something. Oh, well, that's a decent amount. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, certainly, it was enough for her to start planning. Oh. <laughs> uh, two dates was enough for that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and um, but for years and years, they'd all be kind of like behind the desk and stuff at the dentist, kind of like, oh, it's <laughs> Noel, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hide uh-huh. your hygienist, guys. That's Here right. comes Noel. <laughs> you should literally not shit where. You get your teeth done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's my story. That's it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you avoided yes. being in a really toxic slash unhealthy relationship. Yes. Which is incredible. Yes. Because today's topic is... Today's topic, our 200th episode, we decided to look at... The dynamic of Get Rich Quick with Don, Josh and Noel, the heart of what makes this engine purr, and it is unhealthy relationships, <laughs> both Josh and I, together again. The, you guys got to understand, the reason that uh, we're still doing the show mm-hmm. is because Noel and I are both so passive-aggressive we can't actually say that one of us. Do, we can't say to the other that we don't want to do yeah, this show we're just anymore. Like I'm sure he's going to quit next week. We're just waiting for the other one to say it, uh-huh. and it's never going to happen. We're going to be like 85 years old doing this show, just being like telling our wives, our <laughs> second wives, because our first ones have died, <laughs> saying like, "I just want this to end," and uh-huh. they're going to be like, "Why don't you just tell them?" And we're going to be like, then he'll win. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll break his heart. He won't be able to deal with it. Uh-huh. That's what's going to happen, man. Yeah. And we're going to, at some point, we're both going to die in the middle of a show. <sighs> in the middle of our 4,000th show. It will be the same show where we both die, or it will be like one person dies, and the next person dies the next show because they couldn't do it. No, the next person dies like 20 minutes later. <laughs> I'm from a still... broken heart. Yeah, yeah, same show. And they never called the ambulance when the first person died? No, they were in shock. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
you really thought about and this. also really you know it's, it makes for good radio oh yeah yeah you death. know what i mean people dying on air you guys stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> guys gotta make it to the end that's what i'm telling you uh anyway no anyway like you said yeah like i said unhealthy relationships uh-huh. which we are both clearly yes <laughs> Uh, uh, very much uh-huh. have a lot of knowledge about. Mm-hmm. So getting rich off them is going to be super easy. Super easy, guys. So why don't you tell us? I will. How you going to get rich? I will. Unhealthy relationships, guys. Guys. They're not just for Josh anymore. They're for money. Right? So I tried to look up uh, stuff about unha- unhealthy relationships. There were lots of re- replies about how to recognize if you're in one. Mm-hmm. There are lots of replies about how to get out of them mm-hmm. if you're in one. But we don't want to get rid of them or get out of them. We want to get rich off of them, mm-hmm. right? So I turned to the golden source, is decided a, quit screwing around. Is that a P thing? <laughs> that, that would be functional. It's just uh, not everyone's cup of tea. Cup of pee. Cup of pee. <laughs> I turn to the Reddit relationship advice. You love going to Reddit. <laughs> and on this uh, board, people talk about their relationships and ask advice, right? For example. Have you used it for your own personal uh, uh, needs? Uh, I posted things on Reddit, but never asking any advice. Okay. Answering? Have you ever answered anyone's uh, advice? questions? No. Questions, just no. questions on Reddit. No, everything I look at intentionally on Reddit are, are like jokes and things like that. Oh, God. I just basically look at the front page. Uh-huh. Or there's one uh, page called DIY, W-H-Y, and uh-huh. i look at that. And it's just these like gifts of these giant projects of building things right. that are just like, I took gloves and I covered them in cement and I drilled holes them and ran wires through them right. and it's just like ri- the most ridiculous, horrible things. Yeah, like someone invented the bed jet that way. They yeah. took a fan, probably they put a fucking pipe on it. Yeah, and shoved it under their bed. So most of your posting and commenting is on like 4chan and 8chan then. No, 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 just Reddit. Oh, okay. I don't. I'm not a big poster. I'm not a big uh, commenter. Huh. Okay. Every once in a while, I'll be like, I should post and see if I can get points. Because you get points. Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, and then I'll go through a little phase of posting. Then I'll be like, eh, no. <laughs> uh, so anyway, guys. Uh, for example, here are some of the uh, Reddit relationship advice gems out there. The types of things that they've got. Um, I just found out at least four of my five children are not mine. Wife won't say anything. Right, there's lots like that. Lots of like infidelity issues. Uh-huh. Uh here's another example. My girlfriend stopped talking to me after I found out she opened a credit card in my name. What should I do? Uh <laughs> I thought this one was a, a a great example of the types of things you see on Reddit relationship advice. Wife told me she wanted to experiment. I obliged. Then she attempted to eat my feces. 
<laughs> but I didn't quite think that encapsulated the the dynamic Josh and I have together no. quite as much. I and mean, then I don't care if you try to eat my feces. Yeah, exactly. I sort of encourage that. I found this gem though, uh-huh. and I'm like, yeah, that's us in a nutshell. Uh and the title of this posting was I think my girlfriend has been using my gym socks to wipe after going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes like this. I live a pretty normal life and thought so did my girlfriend. We've been together for a few months and after things got serious, we moved in together. I may have to skip parts of this. I just kind of put this whole thing in here. Yeah, this isn't like our former guest uh, reading the internet. Oh, I should do it like him. You know, what I'll say is, uh-huh. what I'm noticing is, and it's sort of the way I just so I'm going to say now what I sort of did with my things. Yeah. Is I went into the bag of ideas that I've used in the past okay. over the past 200 episodes and I've sort of cherry picked little bits of several of them uh-huh. to create my ideas. And I feel like you're unintentionally doing the same thing no yeah you have because you've told a version of the story with your hygienist on the air before sure and you give me five minutes to come up with a story because you refuse to come up with one you have an entire week to come you up guys, with guys this is why we hate but each other my point is and and now you're doing uh 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 like from the episode where we had him on no i'm not reading the internet no. you're reading the internet no i think it's good i okay. like it okay is my point all right there I'm you not go putting you down that's what he was trying to compliment me the whole time take a breath dude. so we moved in together we started sharing a lot of household responsibilities but one thing she was adamant on doing was the laundry she would come home and find me in the bedroom getting laundry together, and she would quickly ask me to go do something else. I'd come back to finish the laundry, and she'd always have started it. I always thought it was sweet and never her job to do it alone, but hey, if it makes her happy to do it, I won't stop her. This is where things take a turn for the weird. I keep all my socks and underwear in the bottom drawer of my dresser. I also go to the gym frequently, <coughs> so I Always keep a good supply of clean gym socks ready to go. I never kept count, but I know just by a visual glance, I have several pairs. <laughs> I know by a visual glance, I have several. This is starting to sound like a uh, uh, penthouse forum. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this morning when I went to grab a pair of fresh pair of socks at the gym, I noticed there were several dress socks, but no gym socks. Again, not weird. They must be in the laundry. Went to check the laundry basket. It was empty. So I checked the washing machine and dryer. Both were empty. I couldn't figure out where all the gym socks had gone. So I did the very natural thing of asking my girlfriend what had happened to them. After all, she's the one who does the laundry all the time. She went silent, turned red, and ran out of the room. When I went to ask her to see if she was okay, she wouldn't talk to me. I told her I wasn't mad. I was just looking for my socks. She kind of mumbled, I don't know. I still wasn't mad, of course, but I was super confused. Socks don't just disappear. So I asked her again, even laughed about it, and she just looked at me and got mad and said, I'll buy you new ones. Uh, Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I joked with her about ruining my socks. Wrong thing to say. She started immediately crying, like full-on sobbing. At this point, I don't care about my socks anymore. I just want to know what's wrong with my girlfriend. I sat down next to her on the bed and put my arms around her and blah, 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 blah. Even went to say, so far as to say I would buy new socks, 
and she didn't even have to. I sat with her a few minutes, trying to calm down, and eventually had to get to work. On my way out, I grabbed... This is where it starts hitting into Josh and I's dynamic, guys. On the way out, I grabbed the garbage to take it outside. When I got outside, I lifted the lid of the garbage can and noticed a small plastic bag sitting on top of the garbage already in there. I could see through the bag, kind of semi-see-through ones. There were socks in the bag. Since I was sure she had somehow managed <coughs> to ruin the socks on the wa- uh, while washing them, I wanted to see for myself. I opened the bag and immediately regretted my choice. There inside the bag were several pairs of my gym socks covered in what looked like poop. As soon as the smell hit me, I knew it was poop. One, we don't own any peps. Two, we don't own any kids. Three, whose poop was on my socks? Uh-huh. I'm trying to think where to skip up to. <laughs> so he goes in, he confronts her. Uh, I wasn't blaming her or anything, but she just started accusing me of blaming her. That's when it clicked. I don't know what it was that led me to ask this, but everything leading to this moment had just been so crazy. I asked her, is this your poop? (laughs) (laughs) She started sobbing again and ran out of the house. I didn't go after her this time. So now I'm sitting on my bed with a poopy bag of poopy socks on a floor and a lot of questions in my head. The only conclusion is that she used them after going to the bathroom, which that alone has its own set of questions above everything else. I sent her texts asking for her to come back. She hasn't responded yet. I don't even know what to say if and when she gets back. So, so num- that's Josh and I in a nutshell, So guys. number one, I'm going to say I don't believe that story. Why? Because it just sounds fake to me. Uh, there's follow-ups to it and everything. Oh, there are? Yeah. Okay. Number two, I think that what actually, our the way our relationship actually starts uh-huh. is the part where she just randomly starts crying and he <laughs> continually tries to console her. Um, you're the crier? Mm, I think it goes back and forth. I think you're clear to the girlfriend in this example. Am I? Yeah. I certainly would wipe my ass with your socks, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be ashamed of it. In fact, I would take your socks, wipe my ass in front of you, and then hold it up in front of you going, look what I did, and try to put it on your face. Well, let me uh, go point by point. (laughs) (laughs) So, one, Josh is notorious at not texting me back when I text him. I will text him. that's true. Ideas for shows, brilliant ideas I work hard on. Okay. It takes him days to get back. I have to be, we have a show every week, and I got to be like, Josh. Are you okay? Did you fall in a well? Some of us don't have mm-hmm. as much free time at our jobs <laughs> as others. Uh, two, Josh has well-documented bathroom issues. <laughs> <laughs> All you got to listen is the back catalog, and yeah. you know. What I think is interesting about that is the still weird <laughs> denial that you have of your fixation uh-huh. on anything I have to do going to the bathroom. I just want to point out that Noel <laughs> has bought me... More things for my toilet uh, and toilet-related items uh, than I've ever even considered buying. Just, I know the, the gleam in your eye when there's anything to do with the toilet. You're insane. Three. Uh-huh. And I, if this was a video uh, show, you'd uh-huh. all know this. Josh really wears socks. I never wear socks. <laughs> Pretty much. 
Even in the winter. Right. Sometimes in the winter. And four, I think we all know this. Josh would love to do something like this as a secret dig on somebody. <laughs> right? You would. I would. Uh, and, what and would you do? It would be I secret. took his socks and I wiped my ass with them and I That's threw them right. out. Right? He would love it. He would love it. He would love it. He would love it. So, you guys, you, dear listeners, this time you don't... You make your money inspired by Josh and I's dynamic. More importantly, inspired by Josh himself. And you make Josh socks, right? Uh, and you make them, you market them as good for wiping your ass. Uh, you, if you want a spin on it, you can say that they're good for the environment because you're reusing old cloth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no matter how you market them, you're going to have pictures of Josh on them. And people around the world, everywhere, listeners of this dear show... Will be selling socks for people to wipe their ass with with Josh's picture on them, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll all get so rich, <laughs> and you'll be wiping your ass with Josh's picture. You're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You're so proud of yourself with that one. You couldn't even <laughs> like the, the whole setup for that punchline yeah. was extreme. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. Do it, guys. Um. It makes me think of so this is this is my thing with this. So number one, I think you could make a real cottage industry mm-hmm. out of making a company like there are diaper companies that go and pick up your used diapers and mm-hmm. w- and clean them, like for people who use cloth diapers. Yeah, uh, you could do that with poopy socks. Sure. Yeah. Um, I would imagine wiping with a nice soft sock tube sock. Yeah, is way better than wiping with toilet paper. Well, when it comes out in the wash so to speak, no pun intended, uh-huh. uh, what it ended up, what the issue was, it wasn't a weird thing she was doing to get to get him. I didn't think so, no. It was, Otherwise she wouldn't be crying and She was away. like, had some sort of OCD uh-huh. and she was afraid the toilet paper would rip. Ah. And so she uses socks and she just happened to have been out of socks and had to use his. Oh, I see. So it was just sort of a one a, a, a short period of time that she did it because she hadn't gotten her Amazon delivery yet. Exactly. Because I was going to say, like, you know, what I don't understand why she just doesn't buy. I, I worked with a guy mm-hmm. who would never wear the same pair of socks twice. Whoa. And he would buy. They'd be a perfect couple. These yeah. Two. He, he would buy tube socks. He uh-huh. would buy a pack of tube socks every week and, or, you know, or every five days. He just had stacks of them in his closet and he would. Wear a pair of socks, and yeah. then after work, he would take them off and throw them in the garbage. Oof. Oof. Every yeah. single day. These two were made for each yep. other. Yep. Uh, that's a, I mean, that was a great story. Uh, great idea. Uh, you guys, get parts out there. Of it. Parts of it, I'd say. Print <laughs> off there Josh socks. Some parts of it that I would not say are a great idea, are great in that idea. Uh, uh, I uh, think. I think in uh, the same way. That the same company makes, you know, fuck Hillary and fuck Trump toilet paper uh-huh. or fuck Hillary and fuck Trump dolls. Uh, they need to make uh, toilet tube socks sure. with my face and your face on them. Your chocolates and my peanut butter. Your peanut butter's in my chocolate. Exactly. For, for every person that hates me, mm-hmm. there's a person that loves you. So they'd wipe their ass with the sock with my face because they love me and wipe it with your face because they hate you. Exactly. Okay. 
Just buy the Josh ones, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Okay. You know, I didn't want to drag you through the gutter. Okay. That wasn't my goal oh, oh, on oh. the 200th episode. Uh, we misunderstood each other then. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking to build you up. Oh. To make you feel good about getting this far. Okay. On this show. Okay. The greatest show ever. Okay. In the history of 200 shows. Yeah. On Radio Free Brooklyn. Okay, world word salad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I said, I decided mm-hmm. that I was going to dip into my grab bag of incredible ideas okay. and try to rejigger them by combining some of them. All right. Uh, and and turning them into a new idea. All right. That makes you money off of unhealthy relationships. Okay. That one was for you, my friend. Thanks for um, snotting for me. I was looking up unhealthy relationships. Yeah. And I came across the mother of all unhealthy relations. The mothers okay. of all unhealthy relationships. And surprise, surprise. Yeah. They both come from Japan. Okay. The first one is uh, over the past 20 years or so, uh, the equivalent of male geishas mm-hmm. have become more and more popular in Japan. Okay. In host clubs, they're called. Geishas. <laughs> exactly. You've just coined the new term. Yeah. Geishas. Um, <coughs> basically, what they do is they're not, they don't do the sex. What they do is, is women have, uh, uh, become more and more a part of the workforce in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the men, uh, their time is taken up with work, 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 work. No time for relationships. No time or desire for human interaction mm-hmm. uh, uh, that requires any real sort of give and take. Uh, and what a lot of these women do now is try to live out a fantasy. Okay. And... They go to these host clubs where attractive young men fawn over them, and in return, these women buy them expensive gifts and spend lots of money on high-end alcohol. Okay. Um, The number one earning geisha boy, the top host, uh, is a guy by the name of Roland He's had tons of plastic surgery to make mm-hmm. himself look more Western. He's dyed his hair blonde. To me, he looks a bit like a freak show, Okay, if I'm being honest. He had his nose narrowed and pointed out. Mm-hmm. He had his eyelids resected to make them more round. He bleached his skin so his face is very white. He dyes his hair blonde and grows it long and curly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so popular... Uh, uh, that on one of his birthdays, women spent $89,000 buying drinks in three hours. Wow. In one month, he made $375,000. Okay. Tons of money. And these women often fall in love with these guys. Mm Mm-hmm. And these guys don't return that love, but they use them for the gifts and the money. Sure. Right? Yeah. Very unhealthy relationship. 
On the other end, what's becoming very, very popular in Japan with men is falling in love with sex dolls. Okay. Uh, I've heard about this. They have sold every year in Japan 2,000 of the lifelike silicone dolls, which I've alluded to on many, many occasions, mm-hmm. are, are purchased in Japan. Sure. Um, they started about $6,000, and guys take them out on dates. <laughs> They'll wheel them around in wheelchairs. They will uh, put them in wigs and buy them sexy clothes and jewelry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you talk to these guys and these women, the one thing they have in common is that they're turned off by human relationships. Okay. One guy who's been interviewed and, 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 fo- and, and featured often in this is this guy who is married with a daughter, and after his child was born, the sex life fizzled. Mm-hmm. And he went out and bought one of these dolls. Yeah. His wife and child still live with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sleeps with the doll in a separate room. Mm-hmm. He has sexual relations with the doll. Mm-hmm. His wife just deals with it. His daughter accepts it and trades clothes with the doll. Ooh, because they're the same. They're about the same age now, same age size. You know what I mean? Um, and he loves this doll. He is mm-hmm. in love with this doll. Mm-hmm. So I would call that an unhealthy relationship. Sure. So how do you make money off of these unhealthy relationships where people are clearly Mm -hmm. making, already making a lot of money off of these unhealthy relationships? Well, this is what you're going to do. You're going to open up a host bar Mm -hmm. where all of the hosts are silicone men and women. Okay. You're going to get these people who want no human relations to come in and just pay you a flat fee mm-hmm. to just hang out with their favorite doll. You, the dolls don't get any cut. They're mm-hmm. dolls. You yeah. keep them clean. Yeah. They don't have to talk. Yeah. They don't have to do anything. People will buy them drinks yeah. because they project that on these dolls. Sure. They will fall in love with these dolls. And they'll continuously come back uh-huh. to spend time with them. You may even set up situations just to really amp up the drama where you'll book an appointment with a doll simultaneously with two of the women, okay, for instance, or two of the men that have fallen in love with this doll, and then see the sparks fly, okay, get lots of news, uh, and you're going to make a fortune. If you think Roland making three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars in a month, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you recall, I've uh, done a couple things where the idea is you take your silicone sex doll and you get heads and body types of famous people mm-hmm. and do that you can do that with this yeah a hundred percent yeah but i like the idea that they're more sort of like down to earth they're people that you know you don't recognize but you fall in love with them anyway. sure so anyway that's it it would be silicone doll host bars okay you can open chains of them throughout because this is not just a thing in japan it started in japan but it's big in china which you know there's a billion people in china yeah anyway Anyway, guys, fantastic idea. If you want to uh, reach out to Josh, if you want to reach out to both of us and say, hey, guys, happy 200th episode, and you want to say it in the only way we clearly understand, 
money. Mm-hmm. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page, hit the sponsor link, pledge an amount, half that money goes to Josh and I, where we finally get rich. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Keeps them in patchouli. Hippies. Yeah. If you only want to support their weird patchouli habit, you can. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, hit the pledge button, pledge them out one time or reoccurring. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. None of that money goes to Josh and I. We cry. Radio Free Brooklyn smells even stronger of patchouli than before. You get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 charitable organization. And you get to feel good about yourself for supporting community <coughs> radio and the arts and after school program and all that kind of crap. If you want to support without reaching in your pocket, we got the newsletter, Radio Free Brooklyn. You can subscribe. Uh, what else can you do? You can download the apps, Android, iPhone, listen to the station live, whatever you want, guys. Come on. Come on. Uh, and thanks to you for listening to us for 200 episodes, guys. I'm really curious if there's anyone out there who has listened to us for 200 sure. episodes. Sure. Yeah, we got a few. From I, the beginning. I, I know we got some. That aren't related to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got some. Okay, good. Um, None of my family listens anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They stopped at around 50. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> uh, you guys, Josh scours the internet for other ways for you to get rich so we can put in more than just one topic. Take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Professional taste tester George Bernardini travels the world to taste different types of chocolate. George is a hard person to please and has a very dim view of American favorite Hershey's, describing it as rancid and inedible. All right then, George. For each piece of chocolate he samples, he has a 100-point system based on appearance, ingredients, and taste. Professional chocolate tasting is a lucrative career that anyone can get into, as long as you can work out the difference between things like tempered and semi-sweet couverture, that is. Companies such as Cadbury's will hire professional tasters to offer feedback on every new product they put out for sale and will pay handsomely for the right candidate, somewhere in the vicinity of $57,000. The catch? Well, Benardini estimates he eats 70 pounds of chocolate every year and has put on 20 pounds of extra weight, and that's not to mention how queasy he must feel. That's not to mention how queasy he must feel. That's right. You guys want some money? There you go. But what we're here for the main course, guys, which is unhealthy relationships. Here we go. Here's how to get rich with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on an improv team at one point, and there are a couple people on there that were kind of perennial single, uh, perennially single, and always had issues with it uh, and they'd go talking about how there was no one out there for them there was no one suitable there was no one that would like them because of this reason and that reason and they got mad at me when I told them that hey you know what uh, look around look at some of the horrible people out there that are in couples uh, if you wanted to there's someone there you just don't really want to well no wonder they got mad at you yeah that's a pretty <laughs> shitty thing to say to someone. Well, I was single, too. I, I included myself. No, I understand. Uh, you should still include yourself. For them, 
It was just an attitude shift that was needed. For others out there, it's not so easy, right? Lots of people out there have issues, especially as you get older. Yeah. Lots of people are super needy slash codependent slash banana bird. Is this going to be another thing about me? <laughs> no, no, no. This one is uh, oh. just about the general public. Okay. Uh, so you, and, and, you know, you look around. Sometimes there's happy coincidences where people's issues complement each other. You know what I'm always amazed with? What? Uh, when you hear these things about, like, oh, there's a couple that would serial killer together. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I just saw another one. I feel like you're seeing more and more of them yeah. nowadays. When I just saw, like, I saw some Reddit thing, and there was a couple that would go around and film, like, I, what, what? it was like dog porn or something like that. I and know. it's like, if these two people could find each other, what it it just astounds me, right? Yeah. Uh that that these two people with such a specific want <laughs> yeah. would end up together. That's what the internet's for. Uh it's crazy. But even even before the internet, you'd you'd hear about these things and it's like not how? nearly with the frequency that probably you do not, now. yeah. Um so I thought about maybe trying to figure out how to set these folks up together, but I didn't really want to go down that road uh because honestly a lot of times people can't shake their fairy tale images of what relationships should be right a lot of these people should be in an unhealthy relationship because they're unhealthy and no relationship (laughs) with them will be healthy healthy. yeah right Mm -hmm. everyone wants their toby mcguire romance do you ever see Tobey Maguire the movie? Tobey Maguire the movie? Tobey Maguire. No, not Tobey Maguire. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down Tobey Maguire. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what movie you're talking sure, about. Sure, the Tom Cruise movie. Oh, uh, uh, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tobey Maguire again? He's the actor who was the original Spider-Man. Different guy, guys. Don't get confused. Uh, everyone wants their Jerry Maguire romance. One of the original members of uh, Leo DiCaprio's Pussy Posse. Yeah. Yeah, Tobey Maguire. Uh, yeah, and uh, we're going to go back into the into the vault. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Perkis, who was on our fan fiction episode, uh, was looked a lot like used to lo- uh, Tobey Maguire, and he was the photo and stunt double of uh, Peter Parker in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And... He has a uh, show that's going to be on the RFB Podcast Network. Oh, really? Yep, all about tattoos. Good. Yeah. Um, so uh, everyone wants their Toby slash Jerry Maguire romance. Uh-huh. Uh, and the scene is that it, they all just envision when Tom Cruise had a major win in his professional life, but he still felt like crap because his wife wasn't around for it. So he calls up his estranged wife and tells her it's nothing without her because you complete me. And then she answers back to him, you had me at hello. Okay, that wasn't his wife. Well, whatever it was, his his girlfriend. <laughs> you really should stop referencing movies. It was actually I his, saw it a long time ago. It was ago. his secretary. 
Was it? Yeah. I the, whatever I saw, I I because I looked up the script because I wanted to see the script of uh-huh. it, and they and it said wife on the like it had like Jerry wife. No, she uh, uh, she was the secretary. She was a secretary at the at the the agency that he worked at, and when he did his big speech yeah. about leaving and come with me, she was the only one that stood up and went with him. Yeah. And he felt responsible for her, and she had this kid, and they were working out of her yeah. home, and they ended up the falling in kid. love. Yeah, one of the and cutest kids on the silver screen, guys, in yeah. that movie. And then they ended up falling in love, and yeah. that was the big scene where he actually professes her his love for her. And he says to her, mm-hmm. "What is stuck in every person's mind that can't find a happy relationship and doesn't want to settle for an unhappy one, you complete me." Mm-hmm. So I thought about that. You complete me. Mm-hmm. How do you find a key for your keyhole? How do you find a puzzle piece for your other puzzle piece? Mm-hmm. How do you stick together the two unstickable togethers? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you make <laughs> that was a great analogy. Uh, you make it so these people complete each other. Mm-hmm. Right? And you do it the way. Only medical modern science can. You make these people share like a liver, mm-hmm. a kidney, mm-hmm. share an organ. You sew mm-hmm. them together mm-hmm. so that they share bodily function. You want to talk about codependence that works? Yeah. You talk about two people that share a liver, mm-hmm. right? So I went to start out with you can try to match the the person who never wants to let anyone out of their eyes. With the person who always needs looking after or else oh, they're getting into trouble, uh-huh. right? Uh, but for some people, there is no match, and you match someone who needs a liver. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And it doesn't have to be like Siamese twins where you look at them and you say, like, ooh, that looks really uncomfortable. How did they sleep? Mm-hmm. No. We have modern science. We can put a couple inches of flappy skin in there so that there's a little slack, but not too much. Because they're with you mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Because they complete you. In your case, yeah. they would put a big strip of Velcro on your partner's uh, pubic region, mm-hmm. and then your big, thick, hairy bush would just be <laughs> stuck to it. <laughs> would just be stuck to it. Uh huh. And you'd never be able to pull away because it would just tear all the hair out of your groin, and that would be extraordinarily painful. That'd hurt. Yeah, so you're just stuck that way. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. That would be what you would conjoin. I think there's more money in just sharing organs, though. Yeah, no, I think it's a fantastic And not to idea. mention, if you're sharing a liver, it means you got an extra liver to spare as the doctor, and you can sell that yeah, on the yeah. black market. <laughs> a lot of money. This may be the best idea you've ever come up with. Uh-huh. I think, I, honestly. Okay. I love this idea. Uh, so do I. Yeah. Um, way better than your last one. Toby Maguire idea. You guys, this these people, particularly after all that surgery, are probably gonna be a little incontinent. Mm-hmm. They're gonna need a lot of wiping. <laughs> <laughs> Get some Josh socks for them. Uh-huh. Uh and let them wipe away. And every wipe is a vote. That's what we say. <laughs> wow, that was heavy. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to talk about another what has become an extraordinarily unhealthy relationship, particularly okay. in the United States of America. I would say uh, very much in New York uh, and urban areas. 
Uh, and that is the relationship that people have with their pets. Yep. Uh, there's been science mm-hmm. that explains why people fall in love with their dogs. Yep. The first one is that because the relationship with our dogs is so uncomplicated, it's like true love. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways it's like true loves in one study, researchers found that the hormone oxytocin, which is the hormone that's associated with maternal and passionate love, increases in both dogs and their owners yeah. when the two species lock eyes. So it is it is true love. It is true love. Yeah. Um and as with any kind of true love, you can have unhealthy attachments, mm-hmm. right? Um, examples are you use your dog as an excuse to isolate yourself from other humans. Okay. Uh, you show off their pictures like they're your loved ones. <laughs> All right. Uh, you worry about them uh, uh, when you're out of town. You uh, can't stop thinking about them when you're out of town. Okay. Um, if they pay attention to someone else more than you, you get jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh you give them everything they want and more. Yeah. Uh, you spoil them rotten. You refuse. In many cases, I've seen this one before. You refuse to apologize for their bad behavior and accept it as it's just what they do. Uh-huh. Uh, and blame other people and other dogs yeah. rather than your dog for any issues with aggression, with fighting, anything like that. These are all entirely... Uh, examples of uh-huh. unhealthy relationships with humans yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. But when you meet people like that, what you realize is they are truly, madly, deeply in love with their animals. Sure. And not unlike my wife, if they could marry them, they would. Mm-hmm. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to buy an island that is for sale off the coast of Anguilla. Mm-hmm. It's 500 acres. Mm-hmm. You've heard of Pig Beach, mm-hmm. I imagine. Where they have the swimming pigs on an on an on an island in Bermuda, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be Dog Beach. Okay. You are going to make it your own country, yeah. Uh, and you are going to do two things. Like unlike most countries, except for like Ecuador, you are going to give animals the same rights as humans. Okay, particularly dogs. Yeah, people will be able to come down to your country mm-hmm. and marry their dogs yeah legally yeah you're going to charge a small fortune for this you people are gonna you know and the beauty of this is people are going to come down with their dogs that are five six seven years old Mm -hmm. they'll live on the island with Mm -hmm. the love of their life for another eight to ten years max yeah they're gonna the dog's gonna die they're gonna leave and you're gonna move someone else in next you're just gonna pop through this all the way through yeah and that's how you're gonna get rich guys yeah it's great yeah. Good. Uh, you guys, normally around this time, we would judge our schemes, but we don't need to. We are the experts now. We've had 200 episodes under the belt. We're going to be off next week because I'm going to be in Mexico researching tacos. So you're going to have to wait for 201. So yeah. once again, for Josh. I know. Don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs>